You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We don't even have a final score yet, but we just couldn't wait any longer or our eyes might have bled. So we're going to just start right now, not even wait till the end of this game, because at this point, there really is no point waiting after the absolute whooping that the Eagles have just gotten from the San Francisco 49ers. I think, you know, obviously there was a this was part of that gauntlet stretch that everyone's talking about. You get Dallas, you get Kansas City, you get Buffalo, you get San Fran, you get uh, Dallas again, and then we're going to go out to play the play the 49ers. It was going to be a tough stretch. You didn't expect to lose them all, but my or win them all, excuse me. But my God, you didn't expect to lose this badly. I'm Jesse Taylor on BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm here with Shane as always, Rachel behind the glass. Shane, I mean, your background just absolutely says it all of of where we are. Um, I thought it thought it, you know may, maybe could have could have been a loss, but uh. Didn't think it was going to look like this. Yeah. Um, Eagles totally outclassed. Not, I mean, it, it was bad. You started in the first quarter and you thought this is good, right? You get the back-to-back three and outs. You go on 12 play drives, unfortunately settle for field goals. And uh, little did we know that was as good as it's going to get today. Are there words? Like there, there just aren't. There aren't words because you, you're right. Like the defense starts out, you go two, three and outs. The the offense marches right down the field twice and you're you're feeling a little bit good but then you remember it's only 6 nothing it should have been 10 at a very minimum um and you're kind of looking at it and thinking okay well this could you know they 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 need to keep their foot on the gas here from a, the defensive side the offense needs to sustain these drives but they actually need to end in 7 and it turned on its head really fast and the defense could not do a damn thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I could I could rip either side of the ball, so I guess it's just which one we want to get to Both, first. Yeah, but... yeah. Which one would you Which one would you like to go to? Both of them deserve it across the board. Bad. It was easily one of the worst worst games under Nick Sirianni in the last you know since he's been here. Yeah, I mean, the defense gives up back to I got to use my fingers to make sure I get this right back to back to back to back to back to back touchdown drives and the only Uh reason that streak stopped is because the clock hit zeros uh there's no doubt in my mind that if this game was six quarters the 49ers would have scored five more touchdowns on five more drives defense wasn't stopping anybody um early so why did it why were they able to stop them on the first two drives I thought the 49ers like to attack the boundaries. They've got this outside zone scheme this uh, and the play action that's built off of that. And the Eagles did a really good job defending the boundaries. They got them in a couple obvious passing situations and they won the rep up front, got off the field. After that, 49ers adjust and they say, we're going to just punch you, punch you in the nose right up the middle. You have no linebackers. And it turns out 
that you can't just completely ignore an entire position group for a decade. Like eventually it matters and it mattered big time. And like, I know it, you know, it stinks that Nicobe Dean's out. It stinks that Zach Cunningham's out. Those guys weren't making a difference today. Shaq Leonard's not making a difference. Like the 49ers just dominated in the trenches today that I thought that like when we get to the offense, I thought the Eagles offensive line played well, but it's just there. I, I tweeted this out. Like, other f- fans of other teams think, man, it's annoying. The Eagles have like this third and one play that's an automatic conversion. Well, every team that plays the Eagles has like 80 plays that are automatic third and nine conversions. It, the Eagles are the worst, one of the worst defenses in the NFL on late downs. And I mean, to be frank, it's going to be hard to beat a good team when you have you have to get a sack on third down or they're going to convert it. And that's where the Eagles defense is at. Yeah, they I mean, they they looked outmatched today and I understand that exactly what you said there are injuries and you know this other thing I don't really care about that the the problem was always going to be the back end of of this defense and they were completely and utterly I don't want to use the word exposed because that's not what I'm trying to articulate I, I mean I think they they were just completely like Put on display, put on display, or that I don't know what I'm trying to say at this point. I don't even have words to explain what I'm feeling at the moment. But they were just, just so bad. They couldn't stop anything. Like there have been a couple times these last few weeks where you know the first half against Buffalo couldn't get off the field on third down. All these different things. This was by far the absolute, absolute, absolute worst. And partly because it didn't get better in the second half. And then the offense played equally as as poorly as the back half of that defense did. And, you know, it's a really it's a big disappointment when you are able to bring back guys like Bradbury, like Slay after the years they had last year. And you said this a couple weeks ago, Bradbury is playing like the guy who got cut from the New York football giants. And then you've just got an enormous hole that honestly, like guys like Nathan Gary and Alex Singleton are too good to fill at this point. Like that's how big that hole is in the middle of the field. And they were completely exploited. That's the word I'm looking for. Not exposed, exploited. Com- oh, I mean, the biggest definition of the word today. Yeah, the the Eagles defense has done a really good job this year rallying and tackling, not giving up a lot of yards after the catch. And that's what the 49ers make a living on. And you can play with the mentality to not allow explosive plays over the top. If you can't rally and tackle, like the Eagles just allowed explosive play after explosive play on underneath passes. Yes. Which is what the 49ers want to do. Um, yes. I would have liked to have seen some adjustments. And obviously I'll couch this in saying, I got to watch the all 22 later, but I would have liked to have seen some adjustments from Desai allowing the res- or the corners to get up and be physical at the line of scrimmage. Like, you have to make Brock Purdy hold on to the football. He was not doing that. There was just it was just easy three yard throws. The difference is, you it's a lot harder to rally and tackle Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk. Like the 49ers have the best weapons group in the NFL, no doubt. It's not even close. Um, you can't just give them those free yardage to go break a tackle and get a 42 yard touchdown because Nicholas Morrow the guy that was on your practice squad to start the year can't tackle one of the best yards after catch receivers in the NFL. Like you got to be more physical. The Eagles are 
the Eagles are the most physical team on the field in almost every game they play. They just weren't today. They got whipped. Yeah, but there's no – I mean, I, I tweeted that. I'm like, that they got their asses kicked. Like, there's no other way to put it. You you just got your – like, old-fashioned butt-whooping, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't care who got hurt when Jalen Hurts went out of the game and had to come back in the game. Like, I don't care about any of that. I'm not a 49ers fan. They just they just got their butt whooped today. And there's no way there's no way around it. And, you know, exactly what you said. And I'm sure everyone and their mother on every, you know, sports talk show and, and podcast this week, like that was the recipe to being able to somewhat contain this 49ers offense. Make Brock Purdy hold the football. Why did they go on a three-game losing stretch earlier in the season? Because teams forced him to hold on to the football a little bit longer. They played a lot more physical at the line of scrimmage and they allowed their defensive lines to get home because that is a that is a bad offensive line that they have right now. And it's exactly what the Eagles did on the first two drives by them. They allowed their corners to play physical on the line of scrimmage. They got after Brock Purdy because they made him hold the football too long. They made him uncomfortable and they couldn't do anything about it. What happened after their second offensive series? What changed? Why and why did we not make an adjustment for it after? And again, as you said, like have to go back and look at it again to see if there are other things that happened, but from the naked eye test and you're just kind of watching it. And, you know, I understand that the coordinators and the coaches have their jobs for a reason. And we are sitting here doing this for a reason, but I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see something was working and then you stop doing it and things stopped going well. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan finally, uh, during that third possession for the Eagles offense, Kyle Shanahan got a hold of the media guide and found out what number Christian Ellis was wearing. And he said, Oh, it's that guy. That guy. Let's go after him. That that's what happened. Oh. I honestly, I I developed a headache in the third quarter. Like <laughs> just like watching it and just ah, uh, I can't. I mean, I knew the defense was not the strong suit of this football team, but my God, like that's one where obviously, you know, and Philly's or Philly's Twitter Eagles Twitter is on fire right now that, you know, you'd think the season's over. They're still 10 and two. They're still the one seed at the moment. Obviously they still have some, it, because it's so tight at the top, there's some crucial games coming through and yada, yada, yada. But um, it's so hard to think about like, how does one come back from this? I was not an athlete. Like I was a, I, or a, a, a scoring points type of athlete. I was a dancer. Okay. I danced my whole life. I didn't play sports where there were numbers on a scoreboard. How does one just forget what just happened and come back from that the following week? Like, I don't know yeah. how that's possible. Hopefully with a massive chip on your shoulder. I would hope um, so. And now you you know now you're about to go on the road and play a hated division rival who is also coming off of a mini buy. So, uh, not great time. It's the most important game left on the schedule. Huge, huge playoff leverage. I mean, yes. we talk about if the Eagles win next week against Dallas, they have a seventy two percent chance for the one seed. If they lose to Dallas, that drops to a thirty two percent, forty percent swing on whether they win or lose next week. Like. That is the one seed game. If they lose to Dallas, you're relying on winning out and the 49ers losing a game, which could happen. They play the Ravens on Christmas, but it's not a place you want to be losing back-to-back -back games. And, 
you know, we said, I said coming into this gauntlet that I, I predicted four and two. Yes. And, you know, I didn't expect to go four and oh, and then lose the final two. And I still don't expect that. I expect the Eagles to bounce back. Uh, but, you know, the loss was always going to stink. You would rather it be to an AFC team, uh, not the biggest contender against you for the one seed in the NFC and then to be in blowout fashion like that. And I mean, you can tell something hasn't been right with the Eagles for weeks and they've pulled it out at the end. They're not playing complete football games and they've got to figure that out. Like you cannot, you can beat the giants and the commanders and you can beat these teams playing two and three quarters. You can't beat the 49ers playing two or three quarters. You're not going to win a super bowl playing two or three quarters. You're not that much better than every team you play. You got to execute better. And there's going to be a lot of people that are upset with Brian Johnson this week. And Jalen Hurts has to execute better. Jalen Hurts didn't play a good football game. Jalen Hurts took a sack, tripping over his own feet when he held the ball for eight seconds in the pocket that killed a drive. Should have scored, maybe score a touchdown. Maybe you go up 10-0. Maybe it's a different game. You come out the next drive, and he takes another sack when he held the ball for like seven seconds. Like that's the offensive line did their job. And I don't know if people are open downfield that he's not seeing. I can't speak about that till midweek when the all 22 is out. But what I do know is you can't hold the ball in that situation. Like you just go look at the stats. Brock Purdy was sacked two times. How many yards do you think he lost on those sacks? One was two. I don't remember what the other one was. It was all for two. So when Brock Purdy takes a sack, it's the equivalent of a bad running play. Yeah. You lose two yards. Jalen Hurts took three sacks for nine yards per sack. Jalen Hurts sacks kill a drive. Brock Purdy's sacks are like, eh, it's no different than an incomplete pass. Like, that's on Hurts. Uh, I don't know about what's going on downfield. All I know is there was a lot of people on Twitter that were mad at me when I said that the 49ers had the edge at cornerback. And they said that the Eagles had a much better edge at wide receiver than I gave them credit for. Either Hertz played a bad game or the Eagles wide receivers against this secondary that everybody told me was trash. They couldn't get open. So I don't know which one it is. And people are going to talk about running the ball. The Eagles had a 15% success rate running the ball. The run game is not working right now. And that's another thing they've got to figure out that, they are not a good enough passing team to win without the threat of a running game against the, and that's not a shot at Jalen hurts. It's how the offense is built. Jalen hurts is a good passer in part because you rely on teams having to stack the box to take away his legs, to take away the running back. And when neither of those are a threat, you see what happens. It's a bad game. And until the Eagles fix the running game aspect of it, it's going to be tough sledding. And I wonder, I mean, but you you look at it at this point of the season, we're at what, week 13 now? Mm -hmm. 13, yeah. That's like a schematic issue that's installed in August. That's something that, how, how much of that can they really fix at this point now? It's not time to experiment and mess around with things and figure out what works. That was at the beginning of the year when you played the commanders twice, when you played 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when you played some of these bad football teams that you could, and, and this is what we talked about then too, you know, we questioned all these different things and it was, oh, they're still figuring it out. They're still figuring it out. The new coordinators, blah, blah, blah. And we, and you and I kept saying, okay, well, how long until we're just like, okay, this is what they are. Are they going to be able to be successful with it or not? And you see how, where they can be successful with it. But now it's at the point where if, if defenses are able to do this and they're not able to execute, it's, you know, and you have said, it's such a simple style of scheme that their their offense has but because they have good players they're able to execute it at a high level well if they're not executing at a high level we have a problem on our hands because it, there isn't time right now to adjust that at all make that any better make it more complicated yeah this is this was this is my concern going all the way back to last season about how simple the eagles offense is and that's great when you're executing at a high level when you're not, the the only solution is we'll execute better and, and the wheels fall off. Right. Versus you look at what the 49ers have on offense and they start the game horribly. And the solution isn't we'll just execute better. It's I've got these this really cool play with the spin around motion that we get de- this great look for Debo Samuel. And then we've got this cool stack look that we motion into that gets a free release for Brandon Ayuk on an in breaking route. And They have so many things specifically set up to mess with the Eagles coverage rules and get guys wide open. And that's coaching. And it's fine to say our guys are better than yours and we're just going to beat you until your guys aren't better. And then you don't get, you don't beat them. You get beat and there's nothing you can really do about it. So that's been my concern. Like it's something I hoped would flesh out over this off season that there would be, a lot of new things put in. We start to see more of the motion. We start to see more layups rather than Jalen, AJ, Devonta Smith, go make big plays for us. Offensive line, just get five yards of push every play. And it hasn't really been there. And the Eagles have still ridden that formula to the best record in the NFL. I just don't, I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if it's enough to go in a Super Bowl. And that's what's concerning. Like a one loss is one loss. This isn't the BCS system. Style points don't matter. We're going off of a record of what happens on a field. Uh, but it is concerning because you just faced who I would call the best team in the NFC and they blew your doors off in your stadium. And there's not time to radically change things. Now you're hopefully you play them again. They're not going to be coming off extra rest. You're not going to be coming off of an overtime game. You're going to have Dallas Goddard. You're going to have Zach Cunningham for whatever that matters. Like hopefully you'll be healthy. I just don't see like these two teams fully healthy on the same field. I got a lot of concerns and one game, anything can happen, but it it did not look good today. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, I mean, you think I, I try to think back, I try to calm myself down because I am so emotional and reactive. And I, I also try not to be the person that's like, Oh God, the season's over. It's like, okay, chill. They're still, friggin' 10 and two. Let's relax out here. But like, you know, you think back on 2017 and that horrific game they played in Seattle, everything went wrong. I mean, the, the fumble out of the back of the end zone, like all of those things. And it was just the most miserable game. And you're like, who is this team that just appeared that couldn't do anything on either side of the ball? Now we're talking now about some more fundamental concerns, which caused the, the, you know, a little bit more to be rattled, but 
I'm hopeful that it's more similar to that kind of game where it's just kind of like more you know, other team had more rest. This was our third game in 13 days. They, you know, they do have some injuries, not an excuse. They still put up an absolute dud. Everyone played like garbage. Um, and, but you know, you, you are hopeful that it was, you know, they've won how we're winning how many games in a row Jalen hurts had, you know, a 14 straight, uh, Streak, win streak against teams with a winning record. Like all of these things were stacked to the point where you're like, it was almost inevitable. It was, you know, something like Alex games with Alex Kemp, you know, Jalen Hurts was one in four, the 49ers are four. And like all of these things you're coming out and you're just like, there is, this is a recipe for disaster at the moment. But I mean, what was, what did the final score end up? Oh, it's right in front of me. 42-19. That's a that's a really bad final score. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. That's really bad. Yeah, I mean Yeah. I mean, I guess for perspective, you just coming into this game, you beat Dak, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen back to back to back. Like Right. That's a playoff level gauntlet. You ran through it. If you're going to you might as well get all the bad out in one week. Just go get blown out, whatever. Got to be better next week. Like you got to be back on your A game in Dallas right, Andy on Sunday night football next week. Another big spot, another prime time game, and it's for everything. And you know it looks like Dallas Goddard will be back in that one. He was limited, I think, in practice this week. Was pushing to play. They probably wisely didn't let him. Uh, I don't know about Zach Cunningham. It sounds like he might miss more time, but it's not as big a deal against Dallas probably. Um, but you got to figure it out. You, you want to feel good going into the playoffs and you're going to need to go get a couple dominant wins to kind of get this taste out of your mouth. So hopefully that starts next week. Yeah. Dallas Goddard might've been limited, but uh, he was ready to throw some hands on, on Dom's behalf on, on the sideline over there. If someone didn't hold Dallas Goddard back, we were going to have some extra problems going on over there. Yeah. Now listen, I don't want to hear Eagles fans whining about officiating. You got blown out. You got blown out, whatever. But I do want to say it is wild that a head of security tried to separate two players and then got eject- got thrown out of the game for getting punched in the face. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy. wild decision for an official to make. That's a I've never seen anything like he didn't even touch Dre Green. Like he just inserted his very large frame into the situation to de-escalate because that's quite literally his job and got punched in the face. Didn't still didn't even put a hand, like didn't even push him away. Nothing. Just kind of like, I mean, tried to put his hand up to, I guess, block it, but missed and was asked to leave the sideline. Yeah, that was wild. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I will tell you that all I've seen on Eagles Twitter so far, there has, I mean, there have been a couple, you know, the picture of um, Josh Sweat, not offsides for starters, not offsides. Um, and then there's an, there's that same clip that they were talking about with Reed Blankenship getting aggressively held on the one Debo touchdown. Um, but it's, it's very much like conscious to not be a 49ers fan-esque and being like, this is not – they 19 points is not, you know, 
and the refs are not the reason we lost here. 19 points and and allowed 42. Like, let's be clear, not the reason. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. The, ref, the refs are the last issue I have on, on my list of things to be mad about today. I yeah. will, yeah. The, and the Eagles gave us such false hope, right? Like, when's the last time the Eagles looked good in the first quarter of a football game? Right. I I, I don't know. Uh, we're it almost, so used. It felt too good to be true. Yeah, we're so used to the like play like crap in the first half and right. then wake up at halftime. And I even I tweeted it out in the second half when the Eagles had like their next drive with a false start that sets them back, and I was like, well, I think somebody reminded the Eagles' offense it's not the second half yet. <laughs> Uh, such such false hope early in the game um which i don't know maybe you maybe you at least want a moment where you felt good maybe or maybe if you just get boat raced from the beginning you never had hope to begin with i don't know but just a just an awful game i'm already ready i'm already ready to stop talking about this game and i still have to watch film on it and just like i I, let's just go to dallas I'm, i'm happy with that Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm so scared to open Twitter to see the three words. I'm so scared to ask Rachelle to come in here and let us know what the three words are, but I'm with you. I can't talk about this anymore. I don't even have the words to talk about it. We're going to have to yell about it later this week after watching film, doing our shows, all the stuff. I'm ready to get all this out of the way, move on to Dallas. Rachelle, do I even want to, do we even want to know some of it? Okay. It's bad, but it, it could be so much worse. I'm surprised how optimistic some people are being, but the very first one that stood out to me was big loser energy. Like going into this game, we all knew how highly anticipated it was. There was so much trash talk going on. It mattered. It this game matters. And so I just think it was embarrassing. Like we really let them come in to the link and embarrass us like blow us out like that so that was one that stood out the big loser energy like I'm very disappointed and I'm not looking forward to tuning into all the national media and just hearing whatever they want to say this week so that one was I don't like that one but I had to I had to mention it somebody said turned it off like it was that bad I just had to turn the tv off linebackers killed us I just got to say, that's dedication to turn the game off and yet tune into a post-game show. Shout out shout out to y'all for being here with us. We love it. Yes, we do. We love it. Misery loves company. Yeah. 
loves it. Yeah, I won't be turning on a TV this week. Yeah. I can assure you of that. It's going to be absurd. Um, I like this one right here that came in on YouTube. It says, reflect, grow, evolve. Like, it could be so much worse. They are still a very, very good team. We just can't afford to lose um, the next game. Um, but some more of the ones that I saw on Twitter, well, that sucked, which it did. Uh, we need Shaq. I've been seeing a couple of those. Shaq Leonard, I know, like, that's been a big storyline for the birds right now. Hopefully we'll I saw, find out soon. I saw a tweet that said, okay, Shaq Leonard could go one of two ways. Okay. He can either say, wow, that's a unit that really needs me. I'm definitely going to go there. Yeah. Or F those losers. I'm going to Dallas. No. There's no, like, and it's true. There's, like, no in between on that no. one. So. Uh. Shaq Leonard, if I was Shaq Leonard, I would just come out this week and be like, I will make my decision following the Eagles Cowboys game and I will right. sign with whoever wins. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Yeah, than you should just be like, I will go to the game and I will sign and go celebrate in the locker yes. room with the winning team immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, somebody just said, let's move on. There's a lot of these. shake it off. Um, uh, the Dallas lost the that's what I was just looking at. They yeah. did. That's yeah. true. Uh -huh. They only scored we 10 points. We are fine. I think that's, you know, look at somebody trying to be positive, trying to be optimistic. We are fine. They are 10 and 2. This sucked because I think it just meant so much. But I, th I still think they're in a good place, a good place in my absolute nightmare. But I want to end on a positive note, okay? The one that says we are fine, I think that's a good one to try to end on. I'm just really proud of the growth I'm seeing from Philadelphia Eagles Twitter yes. and the positivity that we're all taking. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I'm really pleased by how how we've grown as <laughs> a fan base and as humans as an, and as adults, because usually it's not like this. No. But in case anyone was wondering, Taylor Swift did just arrive in Green Bay. So everyone has that to look forward to tonight on Sunday Night Football. If you missed it for the last couple of weeks, seeing her mm. every time there's a break in game action yeah if you think i'm turning on another football game today you're crazy <laughs> mm -mm. i don't want to go watch somebody else's team win after this <laughs> football is done for the day <laughs> i need i'm gonna start wrapping christmas gifts tonight that's I, that's what i need to start doing but i don't even i i said to my husband earlier i'm like can we watch the sunday night game in the basement so i can start wrapping gifts and he was like yeah i'm gonna suggest we watch something else because Please. i don't I don't want to watch it. And I think I, I might, I might turn on Monday night football by tomorrow night. Oh, depending that's on who, a I don't garbage even, game. Why would you do that to yourself? I, I don't even remember who's playing. The Bengals oh, playing. playing for one. Oh yeah. Never mind. We're good till Thursday, which will I'm sure be another great game. Yeah. Which I'm mm -hmm. sure will be another garbage. Patriots game. Steelers. Okay. Sunday it is Sunday night. You'll Get catch me watching my next football game <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. I will not Ar be turning Army on. Navy next Saturday. Let's oh, go. There you go. So Thursday night is, you said Patriots Steelers. Yes. That's great. So Mitchell Trubisky against mm -hmm. Bailey Zappi. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's some good television right there. That might be the worst rated Thursday night football game since that's Thursday bad. night football began. That's did did y'all see the, uh, did y'all see the that we are way off in the weeds away from the Eagles, but I don't That's think fine. people probably don't care. care. Did you see the graphic that they put out for Thursday night football no. that showed, you know, normally they put like, 
the star player for each team. And so for the Steelers, they had TJ Watt. And for the Patriots, they put Bill Belichick on it. it. I did yeah. see that. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, one of my, one of my husband's best friends is a Philadelphia born and raised four for four Boston fan. I, I don't, I don't get it. His family isn't Boston fit. Like I don't get it. It doesn't make sense, but he's one of those people who like, you can actually just have a conversation with about sports and it doesn't make you want to jump off a tall building. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, even he is like out, like, he's like, I don't even know what to do with myself watching the Patriots. I'm like, welcome to my life. You don't feel bad. Um, for me. I don't feel bad for you at all, but my God, they're yeah. bad football. Mm-hmm. I need a glass of wine. Anyone else? Me too. That would be really nice right now. I think I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think we have anything else to cover. I I think I think we're all pretty over it. We're not even getting comments in anymore because I think everyone else is equally as it as over your stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're gonna just wrap it there, and um, we will talk to you next week at a really really late hour, and um, then the following week at a, another really That's late fun. hour because the NFL decided that they hate us. Yeah, yeah, um, which is not far off. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you for tuning in with us and because misery does love company. So thank you for joining us, especially the people who turned the game off early and still came to be sad with us. That's, we really appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed to everything. I can guarantee you there's going to be some good content coming out this week um, from BGN. So make sure you're tuned in everywhere. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next week for myself, Shane, Rachel. We are the BGN instant reaction show. Go birds, I guess. And and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, you got to say that with your chest in it. Go, go birds. birds. Let's go. go. Birds. <laughs>to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.